This is Everyday Wellness, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve your health and wellness goals and provide practical strategies that you can use in your real life. And now here are your hosts, clinical health psychologist, Dr. Kelly Donahue and nurse practitioner, Cynthia Thurlow. We are so excited today to have Kareen Mills. She is the host of the Mother Hustler podcast, which was listed in Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the 20 podcasts to make you grow. She is also part of a tribe of entrepreneurs focused on women business owners and really has this role as a business strategist and mentor to women. Her whole focus is on enhancing, inspiring, and educating women. She also has a mission to validate and evaluate moms. Welcome, Karine. It's a pleasure to have you today. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. I'm really excited to chat with you both. Well, we are too. We all share the being a mom thing in common and interest in holistic health and mindset, but we would love to hear more about your story, your journey, and how you became interested in holistic health and mindset. Oh my gosh. Um, I think Cynthia and I were talking about this too, where I was always fit and not have to worry about, we have pretty greasy cuisines in the Philippines and a lot of carbohydrate, um, basic carbohydrate based diet, which was our everyday diet. And then I became a mother and being a mom, as you both know, it changes your body, it changes a lot of the structure that you have. And knowing that I was going to have another child, I kind of let myself go a lot in between both my kids. And I wish I hadn't because it was very difficult to bounce back after the second child. First child gained 50 pounds. Second child, um, of course, gained 50 pounds on the first child, but never lost at all right? Because I let myself go and I ate really badly in between. And then the second child, I was on track to gain another 50 pounds because my diet was just not there. And, you know, I talk about diet in a sense where back in the days I was more of yo-yo dieting. Mm -hmm. And really it's, you both know it doesn't work. And you know, it's a, it's a fleeting strategy. It's not a strategy that lasts a long time. It's very, it's not very sustainable. So luckily, which was a blessing in disguise, my, it's not luckily by the way, but my second child came out like three months premature. So instead of gaining 50 pounds, I gained probably half, if not 30 pounds of that. And then of course there was a C-section delivery. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it takes a long time to recover when you go through that. Um, I think it was about, so I gave birth June of 2009 for my last child. And about October, I just was looking through photos of me before I had children when I was, you know, dating my husband and we were going out. I could see like, my envy to my old self, mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have that back. And, you know, even half of that back. And so I started just researching and really self-taught myself. So I, 
you know, as a mom of two young kids, it was very difficult for me to find time. So a lot of the health and fitness that I did was mostly done in my garage. Mm -hmm. I did like a series of P90X before P90X was even beach body, (laughs) Tony. And then um, after that, I just, I get bored easily. So I taught, you know, I, I pitched that and I went into Jillian Michaels video. So I did like a bunch of Jillian Michaels series while trying to eat healthy without really a lot of education when it comes to nutrition and food and what they do for you until, um, my soul searching, which is my, I call it my middle life crisis (laughs) at 33 years old. When I started thinking like, is there more in life than what I'm chasing? Cause I'm I feel like I'm, I've chased everything and I have everything and I'm not feeling so happy about it. Mm -hmm. So midlife crisis at 33, trying to search for more meaning for my life. And I think um, I crashed into CrossFit Mm -hmm. and through CrossFit, I learned about um, paleolithic diets. And then of course the keto diet is huge in the CrossFit community as well, but I never really was a fan of the keto. And then two years ago, I had a car accident that kind of gave me vertigo that, that wouldn't, you know, I could no longer lift weights or whatever. So I did yoga instead. And even the slow motion yoga that I was doing, it was still hurting me. And like the world just spins Mm -hmm. in 2000, I think it was 17. It rolled into 18 and then 19, I got better just through yoga. And then I, I decided to do intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. about two years ago because I couldn't work out, you know, like the usual workouts. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to gain some weight, Mm -hmm. you know? So I embraced the intermittent fasting and um, it was very, very difficult in the beginning, but I'm so thankful now, especially now that I know Cynthia as well, in terms of like, I went back to CrossFit this year, but I was afraid because I go at 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the stigma of you have to eat within one hour, especially a very heavy, you know, intense workout that we do. And so I reach out to you and ask you mm-hmm. if it was okay to continue. And I feel great. So that's where we're we're here now. It's been such an amazing, and you know, it gives me the health and fitness that I need to, you know, to level up with my kids energy. (laughs) Yes. And for anyone that's listening, all of us have all boys. So trying to keep up with our kids is a huge focus of our lives. And I definitely think many, many listeners can really understand. I mean, I think all of us at some point to varying degrees have felt I always call it swimming underwater, or we're just getting by as moms because we put everyone else ahead of ourselves, ahead of our, you know, uh, you know, our own needs, you know, emotional, physical, and otherwise. And and I love to hear transformational stories. And for you, you were trying to get healthy to kind of find that inner, you know, I always use, I always use the term inner goddess, but you know, try to get back to the young woman, you know, when you first met your husband, that was more energetic, probably slept better, probably felt better about herself and, 
and how that transformation, you know, kind of came about. And and I, I find it hilarious that you used a couple names or terms for, you know, P90X and, um, you know, Jillian Michaels. I mean, I think many of us had those videos in our homes um, years ago and, and things have kind of evolved and shifted. But a lot of what I hear from you is that you had this mindset shift. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners, you know, how that actually came about and how powerful our mindset can be in terms of making lifestyle changes or making any big decisions in our lives. Well, for me, it was definitely being a mom. And I never really got to a point where I, you know, I think people make a shift in their lifestyle when they're having health issues, Mm -hmm. right? It's, It's a little too late. It's not something you can't reverse because I know I've seen people reverse diabetes and all the other stuff just with really strict diet. But I never really got that bad other than like I just got bigger than my usual self. And, you know, when you get to see your kids growing up, you kind of get to see life through their own lenses. You no longer see life through your own lenses. And when you see life through your children's lenses, you start rethinking a lot of things. It's like, I want to see these kids walk the aisle when they get married. I want to see these kids grow. I want to be able to play with them. And I can't even do a monkey bar, you know? So it was really through my kids. And um, I find a lot of answers with a lot of the questions that I have, just looking through my kids' vision. And with my own family tree, you know, like my father has diabetes and high blood pressure. And, you know, when you go through prenatal checkups, a lot of the paperwork that you you complete is like family history, health history. And it was really um, something that kind of awakened me on the second child when, um, first of all, I almost died in both of my delivery. I never deliver in the funnest way. It's always, it's always, um, it's always life threatening. So the first, the first one was, um, I just bled almost to death, you know? And then the second one, of course, the placenta abrupted and it's just, the doctor just said, you know, no more for you. That, that would be a great idea for you is to have no more children. But my father has high blood pressure. My grandmother had high blood pressure with all the stuff that we eat in the Philippines. It just, it's just pretty normal that everybody has high blood pressure. It's like, mm-hmm. seriously. And then my mom has diabetes just like my dad. So my genetics too, looking at through those paperwork that you have to complete at the doctor's, I'm like, holy cow, you know, my genetics isn't really on my favor here. And then the things that I do to myself can, I think we just assume that, that we're going to have what our parents have. Mm -hmm. And it's really like looking at my oldest brother and my oldest sister, it's, they have those, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, oh, it's hereditary, you know, you're going to have them. But for me, I refuse to take that. And, and filling out those paperwork made me more aware of that. And that's when I'm like, okay, this last child that I'm having, I'm going to make a shift here because I don't want to go this route just because that's supposed to be what my 
genetics dictating me to do. So that's that's a great that's a great story and a great perspective because I think so many of us do feel that genetics are our destiny when in reality we have a lot more control over that maybe than we were led to believe. And I think that when you start doing one thing, you feel better and it becomes a little bit easier to start doing yeah, the next thing. But I also think that we, especially as women, are pretty hard on ourselves when it Mm -hmm. comes to making changes. Can you talk a little bit about why we are so self-critical as women? Oh, gosh. I think it's just women nature, you know? Um, Also growing up, I think the stigma of women, I'm just now really hanging out with women like you ladies that are non-judgmental, welcoming, very um, just, you know, equal energy, appreciates other women. But I think a lot of the stigma with women is that we not only have to do everything, but we have to look good doing it. And if we don't, we don't have it all together. And we have this expectation that we need to have everything together. And yes, some days I do and some days I don't. And we're just so harsh on ourselves because we are expected to do so much, especially as a mom Mm -hmm. and as a wife and as a community builder. And you're trying to change this world like no, you don't have to have everything together. You just have to be brave and, you know, get it done, whether your hair is in a bun and no makeup, or you just woke up and you need to jump on a call, you know? So it's uh, it's the societal expectation, I think, that is um, part of our generational conditioning that needs to change. And in order for us to change, it took several generations to get here that women are just, you know, low-class citizens. And I think it's going to take another couple generations to fix it. And so we have that opportunity and the responsibility with women empowering other women and mom empowering other moms to really take it to the next level. So we don't shun our own, you know, selves. And I have a saying that I created. It's like, don't look up to someone at the expense of looking down at yourself, mm-hmm. level up. And that's that's really my mindset is like, oh, I look up to Cynthia because Cynthia has a viral video. Well, I want to be that next person that has a viral video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where instead of saying, oh, I look up to this person, but I can't do what she does. Right. Those limiting beliefs. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think- you bring up such great points because I would say the beauty of life is being perfectly imperfect because mm-hmm. no one can connect with us on a deep level if we feel so much pressure to have this external perfection, whether it's your hair looks nice, you live in a nice house, you have a nice car. I mean, all these things that really don't matter. What really matters Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients, and it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, 
quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Weight gain is one of many symptoms that our hormones are in decline, especially as we navigate perimenopause into menopause. Dr. Anna, who is a great friend of mine, is an OBGYN who's treated thousands of women just like you and I who experience increasing dryness and even pain in the bedroom as they get older. Jolva is the solution Dr. Anna formulated for her own clients, and it has since been loved by over 100,000 women. It's a feminine cream with DHEA that helps the body regenerate moisture from the inside out. 92.8% of Jolva users experienced a significant improvement in the first four to eight weeks. Get 10% off your first purchase of Jolva by using the link dranna.com slash Cynthia. That's DrAnna.com, Cynthia, and get 10% off your first purchase. Is who we are as individuals on the inside, but there's so much superficiality in Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the dogma and perspectives that are very pervasive. We're a very looks and youth oriented society. And I think it was something that I really didn't appreciate enough until I got to be middle-aged and now when I'm closer to 50 than I, than I was to 40 a few years ago, it really resonates because you realize that there is at the expense of becoming the people we are designed to be, we sometimes get caught up in stupid stuff. And mm-hmm. so I'm so grateful that um, I am surrounded by an amazing tribe of women, including both Kelly and yourself, where we really are all about a mindset of abundance. Like what can we do to make our lives better and to make each other's lives better and to support one another and to do it in a very loving way without focus being focused on, you know, things that don't really matter. Like some of the things I mentioned earlier, but I'm grateful for the work that you are doing, but I'd love for you to kind of dive into the mother hustler podcast, because obviously it's, it's a podcast that I have enjoyed subscribing to and listening to. And I'd love to, you know, hear a little bit more. I've actually been on there, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, other topics that you cover and ways that you showcase women and the great work that they're doing. We cover a lot of motherhood, obviously, but juggling motherhood uh, and, you know, being a professional or being an entrepreneur or a businesswoman, whether that's a brick and mortar or something like a virtual business or online business because we go through a lot of overwhelm, Mm -hmm. you know, with, we talked about societal expectation. There's also an expectation from your own family too, you know, because when, when you're an influencer, when your husband looks at you, you're not an influencer for them. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) when your kids look at you, you're just mom to them. (laughs) 
So it's, it's, uh, we essentially kind of live two lives, you know, our professional world and then being mom and wife. And so we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot, a lot about the challenges that we go through because we do those two things and how it can be, you know, a, a guilt, mom guilt that, you know, how dare I chase this dream and I have to leave out of town because my kid, you know, because I have to go realize my dream, but I have kids that needs my, you know, there's a lot of like negative self-talk. So we talk a lot about all the voices in our head as a mom. The other piece that I have um, pivot on this, this year is instead of always going for the big stages, although I'm still going for the TED, the TED talk stage, but instead of going through the big stages, I really stay true with my vision, which is to mother the world through moms. And because, because in order to change this world, again, we have to create generational reconditioning and the way that we can do that is brainwash our kids in the in the greatest possible way and who best can brainwash those kids is moms right because we spend so much time with them and so um i've been reaching out to a lot of the high schools and talking to you know i i get to talk to uh, a lot about topics like motherhood. I get to talk a lot about networking, online, podcasting. Like I have so many tools in my toolbox that I can talk about. And then in the end, what I always say to the students, like, listen, I, I don't get paid to come here, but I do it because I love it. But here's how you can repay me. And then you should see their eyes brighten up. And it's like, oops, she's about to ask us for money. (laughs) And I just say, here's a pen. I want you to give this to your mothers. And when you get home, I want you to ask your mothers if they ever had a dream before having you, their child. And listen to them. Don't talk over them. Just listen to their dreams. And I bet you they have some sort of a dream they wanted to chase before having you as a child. But you become our priority when we become mom. We put off our dreams and we essentially forget about it. Some of us, like myself, will will never forget and will chase it. But majority of moms will put it off. And then by the time you get out of the house, the dream is dead. It's no longer sparking. It's no longer alive. So I want you to go there and listen. And when she says she has dreams and she describes what it looks like, I want you to tell her you give her permission and empower her to do it and go for it. And so that's the pivot I'm doing with like speaking because I kind of got away from like, okay, everything I need to do needs to be aligned with to mother the world vision that I have. And when I look at where I'm not aligned anymore, I start to pull it back because um, that's what I, that's really what I want to do is to change this world. And a good play of word is mother, right? To change this world through moms. And that's what I like to hold space for on my podcast is to, you know, your platform is different than another platform and someone else's platform. And I've also started bringing in the male perspective to also share their experience about their mothers. And frankly, it's just been really amazing to hear 
men pay tribute to their own moms and maybe grandmothers because they were raised by their grandmothers that made them who they are. And because, and that kind of shows me that, yeah, we could change the world. Look at these men Mm -hmm. that were raised by these amazing women. Look how much they are changing this world as well because of the way that they were mothered, you know? So that's kind of what my podcast is all about. And of course it's a paying it forward for my mom. Cause I watch my mom struggle to no end. Um, it's, you know, I can't go back and, and change it for her, but I can go forward and change it for, for the rest of the world. Oh, that's so incredible. And that exercise that you give to the kids to whom you're speaking just seems so powerful. And I bet I bet that evening at dinner, it's quite a surprise for many moms to get that question. Yeah. And I, and I can't wait to hear, you know, cause if, if that was me, I would freaking cry. Oh yeah. Totally. As a mom, especially when my dreams have died, you know, and I'm like, Oh my, I get choked up and the pen kind of has my podcasts, you know, being, it's like a, it's like a swag for my podcast. Mm-hmm. Give this to your mom and let her know that she can do it. Hi all, it's Kelly. I wanted to jump in and talk about CBD. I'm sure by now you've heard us or other people talk about the benefits of using CBD oil and related products. And I'm telling you that it definitely works and the research is supporting that. However, Cynthia and I have also noticed that you can purchase what's labeled as CBD oil from drugstores, from gas stations, and we wanna make sure that if you're going to try this product, that you have a really good, reliable source. Direct CBD Online provides natural alternatives to prescription painkillers and medications. They sell only the highest quality CBD oils, edibles, creams, and more to help you on your search for natural well-being. And they strive to assist you in making informed decisions about your health and the products and supplements that you use. If you've been thinking about trying CBD, and we know that you have, I highly encourage you to check out Direct CBD online. You can click the link in the description to learn more and get started today. That's amazing. That's so powerful. So I think that the reason that many moms lose their hope of doing something is because they have a belief that doesn't support that. Can you talk about how these beliefs form? You know, I think it differs from one person to another. Um, It could be an exterior influence where, you know, you're a mom now and that's your job and your only job. And you, there's, you know, there's nothing you can do about your dream because that dream is just way too big or, It could just be their own limiting beliefs, like Cynthia said. Mm -hmm. And it could tie into a lot now, looking back even for my own self, could tie into because I'm not working on other aspects of my life, I'm not chasing my dreams. And and, And I say that with health and fitness, because when I started focusing on myself, you know, as a mom, of course, we we put everybody first. But I think that's a huge mistake. And if we put ourselves first, the rest of the people around you, kids, your your husband, your spouse, can really be impacted by you taking care of yourself first. And so for me, as soon as I started 
you know, reading powerful books, working on my mindset, meditating in the morning, reading a daily devotion, going to the gym. As soon as I worked on those other areas of my life and felt okay leaving my kids because they are non-negotiable for me, I, I showed up for my children a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, I showed up to them excited because I'm chasing my dreams. But I think, I think it's the priority, prioritizing. And so it's a hard balance to do I prioritize my sanity and go to the gym and make sure I take care of myself. It sounds selfish. And as a mom, we never want to be selfish. Or do I make sure that my kids have their lunches and they eat healthy and to cook dinner every night, you know, and I mean, there's ways around how you can accomplish those things, but it's all the mom guilt that, uh, that really, um, kind of makes our mindset crash to a point where we just lose sight of our dreams. And then, and then the, the less we think about our dreams, the more it disappears. And by the time the kids get out of the house, it's just all gone and you no longer have the energy to do it. And also you think it's too late. Cynthia, you know, it's never mm-hmm. too late. Correct. And I think it's all about reframing our perspectives. I think it's very easy to convince ourselves that we aren't worth it enough to get up a little earlier in the morning to take care of our needs, whether it's going to the gym, doing some gratitude journaling, meditation, Uh, taking a walk with a dog, but I like to remind people that self-care is not selfish. And I find that at least in my own home, that my boys are so proud of the things that I'm creating, that they're my biggest cheerleaders, but obviously they're also at a point, you know, they're 12 and 14 where they're a little bit more independent. I'm not sure I could have done some of the things I'm doing now if they were two and four, you know, 10 Mm -hmm. years ago, but I do hope that if there are women that are listening, that they realize that that investment in themselves is so important. You know, sometimes we just subjugate our needs for such a long period of time that we forget who we are. Mm -hmm. We forget how important connections are with women. I was recently at my GASP 30th high school reunion this past summer and got to connect with friends of mine I had not seen in years. So good to see them. But it also made me realize like sometimes when you reconnect those long-term friendships, New friends are are certainly important, but those long-term friendships, you're like, wow, the last time I saw you, I was a different person. Like my life was so different and how we evolve, shift and change and how critical it really is for each of us to honor our ability to, you know, be a, you know, a shining beacon in, in this, in this world where uh, so many people just, you know, they, they get so fixated on their lives. I always say like, I live in Northern Virginia And the joke is most of us don't know our neighbors very well because people here go to work, they pull into the driveway, they put their garage door down, and then they don't, they don't come out again until the next day when they have to drive to work and take a long commute. And so I just think our lives are so much more interesting if we're fully vested in what we're doing. But I would love for you to share some of your favorite books. I know this is a little bit off topic for us, but I, I feel like I'm such a curious person. I know Kelly is as well, as well as you are, but what's the book you're reading right now that you think is really valuable or you'd like to share? I'm reading this. Uh, I'm actually reading it the third time. Mm-hmm. I've um, I've read it 
a lot, but I really, that's how much I really love it. It's called The Way of the Warrior mm-hmm. with Erwin McManus. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I've used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar 
without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code E. WP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. And what I love about it is just it puts everything. Um, it's he's a pastor, so he talks Jesus in the book. Mm-hmm. But it's not because um, he was an atheist before he became a pastor. Oh, it's wow. a really interesting character that he has. But um, he's also an artist. And so what I love about what he does is he he creates like a phrase that just are mind bending. For example, he talks about how we are not an artist at work or a work of art, but we're an artist at work. And that what keeps us alive as a human being is, is creating Mm -hmm. and, and going back to the moms that, and I totally agree with you with the new, newborn and new, new babies, it's difficult, but I'm glad you asked about the book because Mm -hmm. had I known, because I owned so many books before, but I never bothered to pick them up because Mm -hmm. again, it's that overwhelming, um, this organized thought that you have when you're a new mom, because you just be mom. You're just surviving. <laughs> you're surviving. Yeah. You're on survival mode. Yeah. But I, I wish uh, somebody taught me to read 10 pages every day mm-hmm. until I met a mentor that says, Hey, you have a lot of great books here that have you read this? Have you, read? I'm like, no, I've, I've never picked up any one of them because I don't have time well, how about 10 pages? Can you read 10 pages every day? And by the time the month is over, I've read the whole book that I never picked up. You know what I'm saying? So so for the, the newer moms, if you can't go to the gym or work out, work on your mindset, mm-hmm. you know? And so the um, amazing thing about this book is it also talks about marriage a lot and it makes it so relatable that... Um, when he talks about marriage, it just like, oh my gosh, that's my marriage too. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I just enjoy reading the book a lot because it, it's, um, it kind of puts every perspective as a warrior. So war warriors, like, you know, whoever, whoever lets it go first during an argument with your spouse wins, you know, that's like, that's the thinking of a warrior. Um, it's, it's very mind bending and I read it really slow and I write a lot of notes and I actually come up with a lot of content just by having my own thoughts after I read like a chapter and I just crunch the chapter in my own thoughts. And then I write a lot of like journal and in content about what I just read. Oh, that's so good. I think that a couple of things you said there are so powerful and you're reading this book because you enjoy it, but I have a feeling it's also to cement that information into your brain so that that becomes part of your belief system. 
So repetition, repetition, repetition is one of the ways that we get these beliefs to stick and to be part of who we are. Um, Another thing that you said that was really powerful is that these small changes that we make, just making little shifts, 10 minutes, 10 pages, can really make a big difference. And I, I would love for you to expand on that a little bit more and talk about how you would approach that with women. How do you encourage them to make those small changes? When the, um, for women or moms? Both, either, whichever. Okay. Um, you know, there's always, there's always 24 hours in the day for everybody. Everybody gets the same 24 hours. I think that if you create a non-negotiable list, so for me, um, I have non-negotiables that I have to do them. Otherwise, I'm not in a good mood on a given day. And so my first non-negotiable is meditation for at least 10 minutes because I, I used to read right away as soon as I get up and, you know, my eyes are catching up to the light. But then I realized that by meditating it, it's priming my thoughts from a clean slate and cleaning up whatever voices and noises that I have the day prior before I, you know, even when you wake up, your mind goes to work. I mean, even when you're asleep, your mind goes to work. So um, I used to have a lot of like repetitive dreams that no longer resurfaces for me. Like, I had, I used to have this dream where I'm running and I can't move anywhere, you know, and there's a lot to those dreams. And, and I've actually read an interpretation for, for that dream. And I used to have a, like the same dream over and over. And I know it probably has something to do with a lot of the subconscious mind that I have and the, you know, the stuff that I went through as a child. So those dreams no longer come and I make sure whether or not that I could credit that to meditation, I don't know, but I, I want to believe that I can credit that and, and really de- not delete, but just remove all the nasty gunk on my brain or in my mindset and then restart over the next day. So it primes me to receive new information and new information either coming from a podcast like this or from a book that I'm reading. And that way I can um, make room for those great information. And then I read a daily devotion that, you know, has verses in the Bible, but it puts it into real life because I can't understand the Bible. So puts it in real life and talks talks about, you know, uh, stories about people and how this particular verse. And then I go to the gym, you know, and I do all that with my coffee. Now, if I had a baby in in the house, I would just, instead of going to the gym, I would run with, you know, with a stroller, which I did for a little bit when I was a new mom. And, you know, there's always a way if you find it, if you figure it out. But if we um, have the excuses, it's so easy to, I mean, excuses just show up in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that by meditating and reading books um, that are so impactful in my life has really allowed me to not listen to all those excuses and listen to all the noises that are 
surrounding me so I can just overcome them on a daily basis because it's, you know, it's a battle every day. It's hard to do the things you want to do to get you better all the time. Well, I think it's it's a practice. It sounds like many of these habits have become a practice and therefore it's easier to kind of integrate them into your lifestyle. And I think for anyone that could be listening, you know, even if you have, you know, infants or toddlers, I remember those years, my boys are two years apart and it's tough. You know, you're stuck in the muck. You can't go to the bathroom without someone, you know, banging on the door. You can't, you know, <laughs> you, know you can't take your eyes off your kids because they'll, they potentially, you know, harm themselves or do something silly or destructive. And so you'll get to a point where, I always say I'm I'm kind of in the sweet spot. My kids are not yet driving, but they're mature enough and old enough that they can be a little bit more independent within the confines of our house. And so giving yourself some latitude. I mean, I love that you have this morning practice and I think it's really critical. I tend to meditate at night. Kelly, mm-hmm. I'm not sure when do you prefer meditating? I'm a morning meditator. Yeah, I'm an evening. It seems to be like before I get in bed, it helps me clear my head a little bit. But, you know, when people think about meditation, I think they envision that it's a 30 minute practice. And I just remind people, uh, I struggle to do meditation. And so if I give myself five minutes to start, I always remind myself that I can do five minutes. Everyone can do five minutes and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to, you know, have your legs up the wall. I mean, I, I worked with this really great woman a few years ago when she was a yoga instructor and she said, everyone can put their feet up the wall or everyone can put their feet on the couch and just close your eyes. She said, meditation doesn't need to be complicated. I think we make it more complicated than yeah. it needs to be. Yeah. It's so true. Very true. So to wrap things up, what are two things our listeners can do to improve their health and wellness every day? Like I said, there's, I mean, health and wellness, especially the wellness piece, because it covers so many aspects of your life. When I talk about health and fitness, it, it just, fitness is just really one thing, but wellness is, you know, a lot of aspects in your life, financial wellness, financial health, mm-hmm. right? Mindsets and all these things. And the thing that really changed my life is picking up a, a good book and reading it. And the book that really changed my life was um, The Traveler's Gift. And it, it talks about, and this is the author's life too. It's like very parallel to his life. That's why it's super interesting. And it was a time in my life that I was just really struggling so hard to find meaning. And this book really showcases a lot of the meaning that we find in life. Um, If you're not reading, read because it elevates the way that you think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once you work on that, it allows you to kind of be hungry of, if I can do all that, and I know reading sounds so simple, but it's really hard when you're busy to -hmm. sit down and read even a couple pages of books, right? And that's why podcasting has become, audiobooks has become very popular. But for me, I like to have the physical book in front of me because I like to write notes. So I really have to take a pause when I'm reading because that's your mindset wellness. That's your, you know, wellness and your thoughts. And once you have your thoughts all lined up and 
you think differently than others, everything comes easy. That's for me, that's how my life has propagated from, you know, getting really bigger um, weight wise to, you know, I need to change my life. What can I do? The small little thing that I can do, incremental changes that I can do. There's a book called The Slight Edge, uh, The Slight Edge. It's a slight edge philosophy. It talks about it's not the burger that that you ate today that finally killed you. It's the burgers that you have been eating for 20 years of your life. And now it finally killed you. Mm-hmm. And so incremental change is so key because when you think of, okay, I want to have a six pack. You'll quit if you don't get a six pack in a month. Mm-hmm. But if you if you say, I want to go to the gym maybe twice a week, it's very incremental from zero, from zero to six pack. It's almost impossible. It's not, it's not impossible, but it's a lot easier to quit when you have that type of goal. Mm -hmm. But when you slice it up in little pieces and incrementally shift everything in your life, it just adds up over time. And eventually you're like, oh my gosh, consistency is really the key here. Absolutely. Those are great tips. Um, We know our listeners are going to want to have more of you. Can you please tell them where they can find you? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for that. Um, Kareen Mills, all over social media, every outlet on social media. The only thing that I am not on is TikTok for those young kiddos. I should be on TikTok though, because I want to, I want to have them ask their moms, like I do the high school students, if they've ever had a dream. So that's how I can catch those worldwide kids. But um, yeah, other than that, iTunes being Mother Hustler podcast is on iTunes and Spotify and so Instagram is where I hang out the most and Facebook second, then LinkedIn third. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We so appreciate it. Thank you, ladies. Such great content. Thanks, Kelly. Listeners are going to love it. Thanks for listening to Everyday Wellness. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating and review. Subscribe and remember, tell a friend. And if you want to connect with us online, visit the link in the show notes. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. 
Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness. 